Okay. Are you going to? Okay, Maria has problem connecting right now, so <laughs> she will get to it. She will get to it, guys. So good morning, everyone. So I hope you guys feeling good. So while Maria is connecting right now, uh, we want to ask you, first of all, to take time to share our podcast. And as you know, yesterday we've reached 900 episodes. So we are so close to the 1,000 episodes on live combining French and English. And I think that now we are close to 300 hours doing our podcast. So we are getting better and better. But maybe Maria gets a little bit like a difficult connecting. But now she's on. So take it away, Maria. Oh, Jean-Philippe. Uh, still, you know what? I think, look at me. I'm going to speak like a real victim. Are you ready for this? I don't think it's my fault. I think it's the phone that's uh, not working properly. That Trish, that's that is that empowering words, Monique? Have have you heard that already in your life? It's not my fault. <laughs> I think I can use the vocabulary that we don't have to uh, have to use if we want to grow. But it's so funny every time, every time. But listen, guys. Life is not a revolution, it's an evolution. And the key to success is never giving up. The key to success is to be relentless, to be consistent, and never giving up. Yesterday, we had a phenomenal, phenomenal power hour. So at 38, guys, in 2022, it's going to be 40 years in my multi-level marketing business. Like, seriously, between you and me, how many people do you know out there today that have lasted 40 years even at a regular job? Okay. Now you have to know that multi yeah, you have to know that multi-level marketing business is one of the businesses that has the highest turnaround rate. The highest turnaround rate. And here we are 40 years later, absolutely breaking an all-time record with over $50 million of sales. So, guys, let me tell you. When I share with you information, it doesn't come from my head. It comes from experience. So maybe I might not articulate as well as other people. Maybe I'm not as concise as other people, but there's one thing with me. Okay. It's as authentic and transparent as you can get the message. So please, please hang in there with us with the podcast because it's absolutely amazing. And today... We're covering Awake in the book, Awaken the Giant with Tony Robbins, The Power of Metaphors. Metaphors, metaphors. I was raised with metaphors because when parents aren't um, educated, so my parents don't, didn't know because my mother passed away, didn't know how to read or write. Jean-Philippe, a lot of metaphors are used because it's a very simple way to convey a message with minimum scientific explanation. 
the power of metaphors. It is such an amazing tool. By the simple use of a metaphor, you will either vote for a party or against a party. In my family, in 2021, it was the first time we were divided on who we voted for the Canadian elections. It was the very first time it happened. And why? Because a political party used the metaphor that my son Hamid and my husband Mohammed Jean-Philippe related to. And that simple metaphor made them sway from this political party they had been voting, Hamid, since age, thir- uh, since, since age 18, and he's 30 now. And my husband for the same political party since he arrived here at age 25 and he's 62, for the very first time, the change of one metaphor and one of the president's, um, president's prime minister's speech, the vote swayed to the other side. Just, just as words can shape our future, metaphors are a figure of speech. It helps represent something that is abstract and therefore very, very powerful Tool depending on the metaphor. Simon Lancaster, write it down. Simon Lancaster did a TED talk on rhetoric, uh, on uh, rhetorical speaking. And he talks about how metaphors are used every 16 seconds. We're reaching for a metaphor to explain, express what we're trying to say. Now, this is what we need to be very careful. So Jean-Philippe will recap metaphors and the usage of words, how they will impact our 2022, right, Jean-Philippe? Okay, so powerful. Sabrina will give you the global metaphors and how to undo those negative metaphors that we're using to create new positive ones. And Marie-Pierre will be bringing to the platform the techniques to to be creating our own metaphors instead of using those of others. So let's take it away right away with you, Jean-Philippe. Thank you, Maria. So good morning, everyone. So as we said, just take a couple seconds to hit that share button if you're right now on Facebook or even on Podbean. So yes, we can reach more and more people because we think that those chapters, the last one and this one, will make such a huge impact for in your life and in the life of others for the next year. So yes, we start with what is a metaphor? As Maria said, it's a figure of speech. So it's when we are using a concept that we know, that we already know, kind of master or it's easy to understand, and we get something new that we want to integrate in our life. And just to make sure that we are doing the connection because it's a process of learning. It's in the mind. We are trying to make connection between a new concept in our head. So when we are doing those two concepts in opposition or in comparison, I can make those links and understand it easily. So great teachers actually use a lot of metaphor and especially with kids. I, I do remember when they were trying to explain us um, uh, fraction, they use a pie 
okay, to make you understand what is a fraction. So this is a metaphor. When we were at, um, at high school and we were looking at electricity, and I love, this is the example in the book, they compare this to the pipe water when you want to understand what is, uh, what is the, um, uh, how they say that, the word, I want to say it exactly, the wattage and the resistance. So we did a comparison with the pipe water. So it's all of that. And this, those things are actually symbols because symbols are things that we have in our life and in our culture, actually, that we can rely to. And they have such big impact. They have the they kind of glowing emotion. Those emotions can be positive, but those emotions can be negative. If we are in a, in a Christian world or in the Christian religion, or even if you're not in that religion, when we see the cross, we instantly think of something positive, something that it's called about a mission, that it's based on value. But on the other side, if we go look at the swastika, oh my God, swastika, Am I saying right? The swastika? Yeah, okay. We like, which is actually a cross, a same two line that we just change a little bit, but now it does not mean the same. The reference that we have, it's about Hitler. And what does Hitler represent? It represents hate. It represents like negativity. So when we think about those symbols, okay, they are actually metaphor. Some image right now we're seeing a lot, and that's Maria that just like came with that example. We're seeing a lot of people doing that, okay? So for those who are on Podbeam, I take my hands and I get like three fingers up. So with the, and doing like the number three, which represents what right now? The third shot of the vaccine that we receive. So right now it, it sends a message, the sounds, okay? I don't know if you guys remember that movie Psycho, okay? When we hear that violin, okay, with the high pitched sound, like, ee, 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 okay? And instantly, Maria, what she did, okay, she took like her hand up, like she had a knife in her hand. Instantly, okay, it, it um, brings us to that image of, oh, somebody, somebody's about to get killed, okay, right now. Then um, some object, okay, the cross. Okay, that's a lot of people are wearing it as a necklace. And action, I will stay with the metaphor of Hitler. You know, when he was getting his arm and his end straight in the um, straight in front of him, like pointing to the sky. That symbol, okay, talks a lot. It brings out emotion instantly. So this is what metaphor are used for. So if I give you a couple metaphor that we had in a book, and I. I think that they talk a lot. I'm at, I'm at a crossroad. Instantly, we know what it means. Uh, I'm floating on hair. So it's, it's going so well right now. Okay. I'm floating on hair. I'm drowning. Like actually you're not literally. Okay. It's figuratively. Am I saying it right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Figuratively, uh, I'm reached a dead end. So depending on which type of metaphor you will use, you will create an emotion. You will create a picture in your mind, but you're also sending a message to your brain, but it's sending also a message to people around you. So instead of using struggling to keep my head above water, why don't you use the metaphor climbing the ladder of success? 
it's the same thing. But actually, the emotion that is attached to it, okay, is not exactly the same. So yes, as word, metaphor will also have a big impact. And the great, the great of the worlds, okay, like Buddha, Mohammed, Confucius, Lao Tzu, they all use metaphor to come with their message to be sure that they can rely people and bring people actually to their mission. And if we're staying in that religious, the Christian religion with Jesus, Jesus used the metaphor of a fisher, okay? Of being fisher of men to get people, okay? To that new new religion, that new, um, that new mindset that he was already like building. So depending on what are the symbol, what are the emotion you want to create, you will use some metaphor and those metaphor will have impact. But as we will see, okay, with Sabrina, she will deconstruct metaphor. Sometimes the metaphor we're using are not the right one and it may create not it's, it may not send the right message that we want to send to people all around us. So go on, Sabrina. Thank you, GP. And what I'm loving with metaphor, it's we need to look all the word that we are using. For all the people that you are in conditioning program, you have to write are you, how was your day, are you feeling. All the word that we are using will... Uh, express how we are feeling and sometimes we have the habit to use negative metaphor to express how we are feeling <laughs> uh, we, we said uh, in the previous podcast that there's more word for negative emotion than positive emotion they present here that there's more habit to use negative metaphor to present how we are feeling and the metaphor that we are using express our feeling, but the metaphor that people are using around us express their feeling. So if you have, for example, a bus that use negative metaphor and increase the intensity, negative intensity of a situation, you can learn how he's feeling. Because he is feeling bad if they are if he is using those kind of metaphor, and what we have to do it's breaking this schema that we are using, breaking this habit, breaking this feeling, and he said that <laughs> to break a metaphor or to break a schema, it's sometimes <laughs> simple word. He give an example. You have someone in front of you that is really angry. He is expressing how it feel bad, and he, he, the example that he, he give is what is the color of my water gun? And the person in front of him was just what is talking about? When people are just asking them the question, what is talking about? you change their mindset automatically because he is not still thinking about the situation. He's thinking that what is this weird question? There's no water gun right now. With the kids, it's the same thing. You have a kids really angry that he just want to cry. Just he, he cannot uh, cool down. 
change their mindset. And we have at home two autistic kids change their mindset because they are focusing on one thing. So if you're not able to change their mindset, they will go back in the same feeling. Sometimes it's really simple. Uh, this, this week we have the situation with my daughter that she, she was really angry and she wants something, she wants something. And we just said, did you, did you do your bed? I did not see. Did you do your bed? And no, she's going running and do her bed. But <laughs> she was really angry and thinking about other things. But just because we switched the mindset, we ask her a different question. There's no situation. <laughs> it's gone. It, with the metaphor, it's sometime like that. If you have someone around you, or if you're using those words, have a lot of weight on my shoulder, just answer to this person, put this weight down and come see me. Just the, the, the vision that we're taking the weight that we have on the shoulder and put it down. And sometimes it was, it, it was just that. It was just, just to, you answer to the weird metaphor, but by a weird answer. <laughs> but just by a, not weird, but, but by a simple answer. You have something, someone said in your team, I'm in front of the wall. I'm not able to do more. Climb the wall. Climb the wall. It, it, we need to... Open the mind that there's not an ending point situation. Climb the wall. If um, in English it's I'm at the end of my rope. You're, you're using I'm in the end of my rope. So it said, set it aside and come over here. So it's just to change the metaphor that we have. After we need to find a new metaphor, that it's not the ending point. We have to find an open one. If we have an open one, we the situation is um, less, uh, more grave. It's, uh, how can we? Grave. Um, it's not as bad, not as bad. It's not as bad. Thank you. <laughs> the situation is not as bad because it's not an ending point that we have. And we, the, thing that the, the thing that we have to do this week, it's to listen to us. What are those metaphors that I'm using? Is it open one or ending one? And if it's an ending one, put the, <laughs> the weight on, on the floor and stop putting weight on your shoulder and you will find other situations like that. And Marie-Pierre, I know that sometimes it's, we are using metaphor that people are using or keeping the emotion of other uh, metaphor, other people metaphor. Yes, absolutely. So we have to be careful of the metaphor that other people offer you as well. So what metaphor fit for your life? So do they work for you? 
or do they cause problems and limit your choices? So taking the time to think about the metaphor which fits your life can be used to find the pattern that aren't working well for you and to motivate you in a positive direction and to help you cope with the obstacle we all per periodically face. So think of your life metaphor today, but don't stop there. So per periodically rethink your life metaphor. So are they positive metaphors that bring you peace and contentment and help you reach goals or allow you to see the beauty around you? Or are they negative metaphors which are limiting your life? So the particular metaphor you choose should be those that fit you alone and not somebody else. So good mental health includes having a life metaphor that helps you see the big picture of your life. So now, yes, how do we find metaphor for ourselves? So how can we have our own metaphor? So you don't have to be super creative or lucky or have a degree in English literature to come up with great metaphor. So researchers develop the techniques to generate metaphor quickly and easily. So the most popular one we will start with is called the Zaltman metaphor illustration technique. It's cute. It's a Z myth. <laughs> okay, let's go in the technique. You will see that it's really easy. So it's the most basic form. It works like this. So you put a few people that you want to work with uh, around a table or around a Zoom <laughs> and you work uh, with them. So you can say, okay, let's find picture of maybe if you want a metaphor for um, at your work, something that you sell. So, okay, let's say that product that we want to sell, let's find all the image that you know that it's the, the lifestyle that we want to sell with that product. So each participant go and find some picture. So uh, after that, uh, each participant will explain to the group why they chose those pictures. And now you can have a dozen of metaphors just because you have all those images straight from the mind of your uh, people that you chose for that um, technique. So now it's amazing what all this image will be telling and you will find the metaphor and you can create your own metaphor about this vision or maybe this product for, uh, that you want to have a metaphor to talk about. So that's the first technique. It's to work with other and find some image. And after that, you can come up with the metaphor. The second technique, they call it just ask. So I will tell you a simple story to understand the second technique. So it's really easy. So let's say you're testing a new computer system at your company. So it's supposed to help employees do their job faster. But it's uh, remote and to be temperament temperamental and prone to crashing. So your employees are apprehensive. So the department that pilot the new software confirmed both that yes, it was much faster and that the rumor are about its reliability problem were true. But it found that with regular maintenance, almost all of those problems could be avoided. So to convince the rest of the company to adopt the new software without causing a revolt, you need them to easily understand the benefit and relieve their fears 
of constant breakdown. So you ask some of the pilot department employee to answer this question. If your old computer system was a car, what make and model of car would it be? Then answer the same, uh, the same question for the new system you tested. You ask other to describe each computer system as an animal. So the result, the old system is described as a 15 years, years old Honda. The new one is a brand new Porsche. <laughs> the old one is a Basset Honda and the new one, a thoroughbred race horse. So let's say you like the car metaphor best. So in your memo and discussion with your employee, you talk about trading the 15 years old Honda and upgrading to a Porsche. So the good news you tell everyone is that we bought the full service maintenance plan for the Porsche. So every Saturday, it will go in one hour maintenance. So each week when you come on Monday morning, your new race car will be ready to go. So ask the question. So for anything, ask the question for, to the people, let's say about cars, let's say about animals, go with something that they know that they, uh, you know that they uh, like or really understand. So you can come up with metaphor of your own so people will really understand what you want to talk about. So that's the two techniques, the ZMET with image and the second technique, just ask so people will answer you uh, some uh, image with their words that you can use as a setup. Oh my God, I love Marie-Pierre. Did you print that document for me? Oh, that is, you know what I'm gonna work on? On the 31st, our, um, year-end party we do always do new, new year's eve in, in my home but you know what i'm gonna add to them what will be your 2022 metaphors you will use to build your year and i'm going to use this exercise i love doing the 100 goals but i'm going to add this extra exercise it stops us from talking about just nothing it helps us to at least have conversation that level up build up and help us to have a greater future hey guys just amazing, amazing. So a whole set of rules, ideas uh, that, that, that we can change by simply readjusting our metaphors and adapt, adapting new ones. When I, when I read this this morning, I said, oh my God, that is so true. So if you believe life is a war, it is. For me, I was saying to Sabrina, Marie-Pierre and Jean-Philippe, for me, life is a game. And that's what it has been for the last 40 years, a game that I play. I get up early, early in the morning, and I'm excited to play the game of life today to win. Huh, Monique? To win. What do you want to do, Maria? Win. Marie-Pierre, what do we do? We win. Win uh, drying the dishes faster than the one who's washing them. Win by cleaning up my spot faster than you. Win. So... I, I encourage you, treat your life with the right metaphors in 2022 instead of going against before everything that's happening and even those amazing challenges we are faced with. It's simply a challenge, like visualize it like a video game that if you pass the challenge, you are now graduating to level two. And who's played video games before? Those that I can see on Zoom, we all have. What drives us to spend all those hours in front of a video game? 
Jean-Philippe, it's because we graduate after passing the challenge to level two. That's how I want you to see your life in 2022. It will shape your actions and therefore your destiny. The choice is up to us. Same situation, two different ways of seeing it, two different types of words we're using. And today we're going to add different metaphors used will have different outcomes. So guys, we love you so much. Thank you for being with us. And um, I'll be seeing you tomorrow and after tomorrow. So I'll wish you happy new year on Friday. Okay, so love you guys very much. Thank you once again. If you enjoy, please share. Jean-Philippe, Marie-Pierre, Sabrina. Thank you so much, guys. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you.